Good morning. You do not know how good it is to see you. For those of you that don't know, I had a little uh, eye event, so I had to have some eye surgery. And it is good to see all of you here today at church, I tell you. And, uh, thank you for your prayers. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, today, uh, this week is uh, Independence Day week. And uh, as we gather for worship, I think it'd be appropriate for for us to pray for our nation. So as we start this service, um, we're going to pray for our nation. Uh, I just want to reference a few things. First Timothy chapter 2. Paul wrote this. He says, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority. As Christians, we're to pray for our leaders. Um, I'd like to reference the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence says this, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In the, um, in the Declaration of Independence, it also says, in that same document, says that they were appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions to solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. I'm grateful to my Lord that I am an American born in a land that was established on a strong and stated foundation of faith. Abraham Lincoln at a battlefield in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania said, we highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. And that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. I'm grateful that I live in a nation that is under God. It's under his authority and under his sovereignty. And then I would like to reference something from our federal law code, 36 U.S. 302, and the current law of the land. It's a simple phrase. It says... In God we trust. So I ask you to join me. Would you stand with me as we pray for our nation? Lord God, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, ruler, governor over all creation, whose kingdom is everlasting and whose power is infinite. Lord, we confess that as a people in countless ways, we have turned away from your will. Lord, we seek your forgiveness. We, we beg your mercy that with repentant hearts and humbled lives, we'd seek your face once again. And I pray that these United States of America would become a rekindled shining light of truth to a world that desperately needs truth. I pray that this country would once again be a country of wisdom and righteousness and strength, a strength built upon moral character to know and do your will, the strength and courage to bow our knees and humble ourselves, the strength to speak truth, and the strength to practice grace. And Lord, we lift up our leaders to you. And Lord, we pray for our president, Lord. We pray that you would surround him with men and women of faith to advise him. And grant him wisdom from above and guide him to make decisions based upon your truth. Lord, we pray for our leaders in Congress. 
that you would keep them true to their calling as servants of those who elected them. Lord, I pray for our state leaders and our county leaders and our municipal leaders and lead them faithfully to execute their responsibilities with truthfulness and openness and fairness. Lord, we lift up the judges and justices of our courts. And Lord, we plead that you grant them wisdom and integrity and let their decisions not move us to godlessness and permissiveness, but to justice and to charity. Lord, we pray for the brave men and women who serve selflessly in the armed forces of this nation who currently serve. And Lord, we implore you to protect them while they serve in dangerous places on our behalf. Lord, that you comfort and sustain their families during those painful separations and those deployments. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to follow you on a road that'd bring peace like no other peace and bring these men and women safely home. And Lord, we pray for the electorate of this nation that men and women would vote with hearts that truly are able to discern your purpose and your will. May your hand of wisdom and guidance rest upon each segment of this great society. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would visit this nation and this world in power. Lord, we pray for revival for this land that one day we would truly cry in free and in heartfelt unison together, God bless America. Amen and amen.
is your opportunity. Let's stand together, please.
was gorgeous. Good morning. Happy Fourth of July weekend and welcome to Anastasia Church. If this is your first time visiting with us, a very extra special welcome to you. We would love to meet you, get to know you. If you would make your way to the welcome desk out in the atrium following the service, there will be someone to greet you, to answer any questions you may have, and we have a gift that we would like to give you. For those of you that Anastasia is your home, we are blessed by your presence this morning as you join us in worship. We have a lot of things going on in the life of our church, and there are two easy ways that you can find out what those things are. You received a bulletin when you came in. We also have a digital platform. So if you text the word CONNECT to 904-441-6900, you can leave us a question, a prayer request. It will also take you to a copy of our digital bulletin, which contains many more announcements that I will share with you. There is also a QR code on the screen that you should feel free to take your phone out, capture that QR code with your camera, and it will take you to a website with all of the information. We are happy to say that Anastasia is beyond blessed with phenomenal volunteers. Our Vacation Bible School and SMAC was a huge success because of volunteers. And one of our core values at Anastasia is that serving is our privilege. If you are not plugged in serving somewhere and you would like to be, but you're just not sure where, I have great news for you. The last two Sundays of this month, we will have a Say Yes weekend, which means out in the atrium, there will be tables representing all of the many different ministries in our church that are opportunities for you to serve. So I encourage you those last two Sundays of July to make your way around the tables, see all the opportunities there will be someone there to answer questions and let you know how you can get involved, and we would love to talk to you. Women of all ages, I encourage you to put on your calendar August 4th. That will be the night that we call Flourish, and it's a time of fellowship, food and fellowship, new friendships, worship, and word of God brought to you. And that is on August 4th, and that too you can find if you go to the phone number or our website. Our youth are leaving for camp this week. They covet your prayers. And we also want to encourage you that if you're on social media, find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you will see weekly updates of what is going on in the life of our church. I am very excited to report to you that this past week, we had a wonderful week of SMAC, Summer Music and Arts Camp for Kids. I see two people, three people, that were part of volunteering for that special week. If you were a volunteer or you had a child or grandchild that came to SMAC this past week, would you raise your hand? Thank you, thank you. We had almost 200 children here and 78 youth and adult volunteers. And it was a great week of singing, dance, Lego, art, crafts, woodworking, sign language, rec, and we had the phenomenal opportunity to share the story of salvation with these children. And I want to tell you that these types of things happen because of your generosity. We are grateful for your faithfulness and giving and tithing, and you are furthering the kingdom. We have, I was told this morning that in the last month we had 33 baptisms, and I would like to say that at nine o'clock we made that 35. We had two young first graders, Elijah Speakman and Asher Agnor, that were baptized this morning. So we just praise the Lord for what he's doing in this church. 
would you join me as we pray? Father God, we do not take lightly the freedom that we have in you. The freedom that we have to serve you, to worship you boldly. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for a church that values family and children. I thank you for a church that gives faithfully and sacrificially, Lord. I thank you for the construction that is happening. I thank you for the next generation building that is coming for children that are not even here yet. God, we praise you and thank you for that. We thank you for your gift of salvation and eternal life. We thank you for every blessing that we know comes from you. Continue, Lord, to speak to us today. May our words, our songs, our prayers be a blessing to you and pleasing to you. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask that you stand. And as... You're getting your introduction for the next song. Why don't you take a moment to welcome one another here? Cross the aisles, turn around, smile, warm handshake, hug, all good. Yes. Y'all done yet? I think I learned at the beginning of the service, y'all sit down when the music stops. You don't know what to do when the music keeps on going. Let's sing together. Down at the cross where my Savior dies, down where for cleansing from sin I cry, there too my heart was the blood of my Lord.
your turn. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for leading us into worship. Could you give Brother Kevin a small hand? Greater than that, greater than that. Can you give Jesus a big hand? Can you give glory to the Lord? Thank you for having me this morning. This is my second service that I've shared. And uh, uh, my name is Albert Kador, and uh, I've had the pleasure and privilege serving in directing evangelism training at Anastasia Church uh, for going on 18 years. And uh, I remember the previous pastor, Ron Moore, uh, and I sat over lunch and he said something to me that was really incredibly profound that I'd never heard before. He said, Albert, what do we need to do to come alongside you to help you fulfill God's call on your life? And I said, Pastor, evangelism training. And he said, let's try it. And now for 18 years, we've been trying. And I thank you, Pastor Ron. Thank you, sir. Without any further ado, I've got a couple props here, and that's why they gave me a lavalier this time around, because I'd wander away from the pulpit. <laughs> now, some of you will not see this, but it's a Nike bag, and it's got something really heavy in it, some of which contains the Word of God. It's pretty heavy, right? Not a burden, but a blessing. So we remember the Nike logo, famous for what, what did it say? Just... Just do it. And so, without any further ado, I want to ask you to join me in a prayer. And uh, I'm going to try to put my glasses on this service because I didn't put them on last time. Thankfully, I have 20 font on my notes. <laughs> and just a little humor, I came up with 20 pages. So we're going to call out for pizza. It's okay. <laughs> No, not really. I won't do that to you. But I did put it in 12 font and came up with 10 pages. So, um, let's just go to the Lord in prayer, if you would, with me. Would you join me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. Lord, you loved us first. Lord, please unhinge my lips with coals of your fire. Open my heart and my mouth moving forward this morning that... I might speak more boldly and explicitly as you would have me to speak, Father God. Lord, your voice is founded and grounded upon your word and your commands. Help us to hear you this morning. Lord Jesus, to all those hearing your word this morning, let your truth go forth to cast out your net for souls, for saints, the sanctified, to place all these this morning in your care of which we will give, we will leave the result. Our plea is that you will bless and prosper all your word this morning fully, that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish all that you have designed it for to your pleasure and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Brother Rob, wherever he may be, Right now, he uh, gave me some constructive input on the previous sermon. So I, I want to get a little housekeeping out of the way, if I may. If you'll look at your notes, if you have a bulletin, if not, raise your hand. We'll get someone to bring you a bulletin. If you're a note taker, 
Get your pencils sharpened. Break out your pens. The text that we'll be reading from today will be from Acts 1-8 and Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So would you join me and stand in honor of the reading of God's word, please, if you can. If not, just relax. Reading starting in the book of Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Moving forward to the next scripture out of Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. So back to notes and your bulletin if you will. Uh, I found it most simple to use the scripture for fill in the blank. So if any of you miss a point, Acts 1-8, Matthew 28, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and you'll see, and I'll just kind of emphasize the fill in the blanks, if I may, if you're note takers, if you're fill in the blanks type of people. Otherwise, just humor me for a couple minutes. The, one, the first blank is you, but you, not just them, but you, us, we, will receive power, power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you, and I, and we, we will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth, Acts 1.8. Skipping ahead, this is just a formality for your edification in the scripture. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority, not some authority, but all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. Make disciples disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I went to pump up my rugby ball because I played rugby for the United States Marines for a short time. And we not only lost our first, our, one of our games to the New Zealand Navy, but I couldn't get the ball pumped up, so I grabbed my a football. <laughs> we not only lost that game, but I lost my front tooth in that rugby game. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, the, uh, the Lord has taken care of that and... I've got a prosthetic there. That's the only thing. When I go through the airport, it sets off the alarm. <laughs> they can never find what's wrong. I, they, they have to believe me. 
Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers once lost a game that they should have won easily. However, it was with sloppy play and foolish mistakes that led to their unanticipated defeat. The next day, the practice at practice, Lombardi gathered his team together. He reached into his brag, bag and brought out a football. Then he said, this gentleman is a football. It was in his unshakable character and tone that Lombardi de declared that it was time. Time to get back to basics. Back to basics is the title this morning. Back to basics, disciples of Christ, witnesses for Christ. I'll just touch an overview and give you a little background, if I may. I believe some of these references are there, but the first, one of the first core words I want to speak to you, encourage you, and build you up this morning in is the word boldness. How many of you, how many in here know someone that needs to know the Lord, doesn't know the Lord yet? Would you, would you wave at me? We're not counting, it's okay. <laughs> Boldness comes not by getting more of Jesus, but giving more him more of you. Ask the Lord to activate the power to be his witness through you and to use you, use that power boldly for Christ. We talk about Peter being locked up. There was a big kerfuffle in the city. He'd cast out a demon and, and the, it, it affected the city and there was a big hubbub with the Jews and they threw him in jail. And the saints prayed and there was a visitation and an angel ushered him right out of the prison. How many, how many Marines do you think is in four squads? That's enough to guard one person and two guards on either side and chained on both hands. And he walks out a free man. The power of God, the power of prayer. And then, of course, we can't forget that Paul and Silas were striped, stripped, and shackled for sharing their faith, for sharing Jesus. They were shackled, all right. They had chains. The prison doors were closed and locked. And at the midnight hour, with their stripes stripped and shackled, they're praying and praising God. And the building began to shake. There was an earthquake. And the chains fell from the wall. And the jailer, thinking that they had escaped, he said, I'm a dead man. He draws his sword to kill himself, to harm himself. And Paul cried out, don't harm yourself. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. The jailer lights a light, falls at the feet of Paul and Silas and says, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe 
Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Vince Lombardi pulled out a football. Jesus, the living word, he pulls out his word and says, Team, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the world. Amen. Team, church, body of Christ, back to the basics. Back to basics. When he gave the Great Commission before he ascended, making of disciple makers, making disciple makers for Christ. I guess I can start my notes now. <laughs> I had to do that because, I, as I said, I brought 20 pages plus three. So we see the importance of back to basics. And in this day and age, that may, you may be thinking, gee, this is, this is a technology, uh, artificial intelligence, internet, phones. But we see that Jesus made this commission, this challenge, this charge. Jesus told them, what you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. Well, quite a challenge, wouldn't you say, church? Can I get an amen? Amen. The call to evangelism is in two parts. The making of disciples in and of the gospel itself. Not just little disciples of this, that, or the other, or this group or that group. But disciples for Christ, disciples of Christ, disciples of Christ's gospel. The second part is to be witnesses in the power of the Holy Spirit. One of them is mentoring and discipling. The other is proclaiming and declaring the good news of Jesus. I'll be sharing briefly about the how of evangelism, the who of evangelism, the what of evangelism, the when of evangelism, the why, the where. You know, evangelism without discipleship is not true evangelism, and vice versa. I was reminded this morning in my devotion time, my prayer, it was, it was the Lord reminded me of my motivation, of this wonderful calling. I wouldn't necessarily declare myself an evangelist. I would certainly say I received the charge to do the work of an evangelist, of the evangelist. And it's a pleasure and privilege to serve here at this church. Now, going on 18 years, and I'm so blessed and want to thank the pastors, the staff, and the church body for your support. But I was reminded this morning of the motivation, and that is love. My love for the lost. I just love them. I just love them. And can you imagine how much God loves them? He loves them just as much as he loves us. So much he spread out his arms and gave up his life out of obedience to the Father. 
all nations, all people groups. How about you? Where are you with this basic tenet of our faith in these days and times? The Lord commissioned us to be his witnesses to the lost and dying world. This call to evangelism is to share the good news of Jesus and make disciples. It's interesting enough that when we proclaim the good news of Jesus, when we testify for Jesus Christ, just sharing what we've experienced, what we've seen and heard, and we know the power, what the power of God has done in our lives. It's interesting that we could prophesy, possibly prophesy the eternal destiny of an individual by sharing Christ, by telling someone what Jesus did in our lives. Why, in the book of Revelation 19.10, last line, the line C, it says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. A witness is one who gives verbal testimony to what he or she has personally experienced. I encourage you this morning, church, to ask God to give you the courage to be an active verbal witness to his saving grace. And that takes me back to my initial startup. We talk about the core word of courage. We talk about the core word of boldness. And we talk about the core word of witness. The famous footwear company coined that famous phrase, just do it. Step out, step up. Just share the love of God with others. It's out of love and compassion for people that we share. It's out of grace and what he's done in our lives that we share. Yes, we're all to be his witnesses just before Acts 1a, in verse 7 of, of chapter 1 in Acts, the, uh, the apostles, they came and said something like this to the Lord. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? The question sounds a lot like what many of us are asking regarding Jesus' second coming now. Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority. I think we can leave this matter in the hands of our loving, gracious, heavenly Father. Would you agree? Amen. The who of evangelism. You shall be my witnesses. This challenge to take the gospel to the world is given to all of us. Don't worry about when he returns. He'll take care of that. Just do your part. Testify for Jesus. Share the love of God. The what of evangelism. I don't want to reduce the power of God to a what, but the truth is that influence and power, we need that today. And when Peter was in prison, they couldn't get him out. They had to pray him out. They had to pray him out. Prayer is a powerful tool, a powerful discipline, a powerful blessing and privilege for us to practice for the lost, for the church, for our friends, relatives, associates, and neighbors and strangers. Prayer. 
You know, we get that word power from a similar word in our English language, dynamite. Dynamite. So dynamite power lives within us. So how, you may say, it was when they waited upon the promise, waited for the promise of the Father that the Holy Spirit came down upon them like tongues of fire. It filled them. And then they were dispersed. They shared everywhere. The when of evangelism. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, I urge you, church, today, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let us not quench or smother the Holy Spirit. When the love of God, when, when the love of God comes from you, through you and you're prompted or, or, or engage someone that may need an encouraging word or a testimony or an invitation or a prayer, let the Holy Spirit do the work. Our love for the lost and a vision to train and equip the saints. Why? Why? Because of the commission? Because we're commanded? Because we're privileged to do so. He called us to simply tell others what we have seen and heard firsthand. We are simply to be his witnesses. Sharing your faith starts here at Anastasia Church. Once Anastasia Baptist Church, I'm used to calling it that. Here at our church, we offer continual and ongoing opportunities to train you how to share your faith better or how to better share your faith. I want to take this brief opportunity to thank you, church, for your generous support over the years as a minister and a missionary raised up here and sent out. I'm so grateful for this church the staff, the leadership, and the body. Thank you for your faithful prayers and wonderful opportunity to serve here. It is because of our pastors and staff, their love for the Lord, their love for the gospel, and their love for the body of Christ. You know, the church, uh, the Lord, through the church in 2013, birthed uh, a small local nonprofit ministry called Arc Evangelistic Association. And so my vocation is not only what I do here at the church, it's helping people learn to share their faith, learning to share the gospel, helping them sharpen their tools in that way, evangelism. And we get to disciple people in and of the gospel. That's my vocation. But my occupation is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm occupied with that Amen. day in, day out. And my wife, Michelle, of 35 years, sitting here, she gives me the old elbow. Tell him. Tell him. And when I say I'm off the clock, she no, you're never off the clock. You're never off the clock. And if I don't get him, she'll sick him with love and grace and compassion. She's a tiger. Don't let her fool you. She just just inundates them with love and grace and, and I'm challenged by her regularly 
So I want to thank the church sincerely, honestly. As we come to near close, you know, the early church were true witnesses. Remember that word witness, and I, I spoke of the word power representing dynamite. Well, the word witness translated into English is martyr. Those early believers were witnesses and martyrs in the truest sense. Many of them lost their lives for their uncompromising witness for Christ. The wear of evangelism to the ends of the earth. I'm so grateful that I've been able to go to India and Nepal Russia seven times, Argentina, Brazil. And yes, I served 15 months in the Philippine Islands as a Marine. This is quite a task at hand, church, in the 21st century. The how-tos of evangelism, I call it the gospel in a nutshell. Just think about it. Many of those folks back then still believed the world was flat. They had no phones, air travel, radio, television, internet. It seemed legally impossible that they could do this. Physically impossible. It seemed socially impossible. Yet, they just did it. They just did it. You can do it too. And many of you are already doing that. Keep up the good work. Way to go. In concluding this morning, I drop back to the word boldness. It, said, it was said that some of those early believers turned the world upside down. They were fearless, uncompromising, striped, stripped, and imprisoned, and many sacrificed as martyrs. gospel in a nutshell. Jesus is God. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave to prepare a place for those who trust in him, to prepare a place in heaven for those who trust in him. Amen. It is by grace that we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should brag or boast. Jesus is God. And in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld Him, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Have you accepted Christ in your heart of hearts by faith? Have you grown cold? Have you drifted? Have you become complacent? Have you been hurt? Have you lost a loved one? Maybe financial challenges, health challenges.
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. My time's running short and I want to thank you. But I also want to take this serious moment to give you an opportunity that if you need prayer, if you want to recommit your life to Christ, or if you've never made this decision in your heart of hearts, I would be honored and delighted to lead us in a simple prayer. I'll be standing up front here, but I just want to say thank you. And I can pray right here, and I'm going to kind of wrap us up right now in a prayer. Would you just bow your heads with me for a moment? Settle our souls. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Settle your soul, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit, your spirit would convict and draw all men unto yourself. I pray, Lord, for those that may be hurting, lost loved ones, drifted from you, strayed from the flock, strayed from you, Lord. I pray that you would draw us nigh unto yourself, that you would pour your grace upon our hearts, and that you would give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be up front here. Please, folks, come in the last book of the last, uh, the last book in the Bible, the last chapter, the Spirit of the Lord said, come. Come, you who are thirsty, come. So I want to invite you to come this morning. Allow me the privilege and honor and opportunity to pray with you, to pray for you, and whatever decision that may be, know that I'm just your friendly brother, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity. Together. Sing together. Just as I
for the truth that you have shared with us this morning through your word, that we are to be witnesses, that we are to be bold in our faith and the desire to share that faith with others. Father, as our nation turns its attention really to itself, as we look at the birthday of the United States, may we not forget that we as believers are a holy nation, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are called out ones. And Father, remind us of that as we go forward and as we share and talk with others. May we reflect Christ's likeness in us. Now who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power.